Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to liveaboard cruising. So, first impressions of the Outremer 52 now that we've seen it launched. It's incredible. Super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We've been looking at pictures and virtual reality and computer mock-ups and you know all of the stuff and even the the um, factory's been sending us pictures of our boat as it's been getting built and if you uh, follow us on uh, Facebook or Instagram we've been kind of sharing those but when you see some of these videos it's it makes it real right it, it definitely I mean it, the computer design like the the renderings and the augmented reality definitely made it very real at the time yeah because that's all we had but nowadays it's so good that you could really visualize stuff and it's the same boat that we've seen but but it's just very different when you see it with people on it yeah it gives you a different sense and and once you see it sail with like drone shots or impressions from people yeah, you, you get a sense like this is another level of like reality that we are being confronted with. And, and it's kind of interesting because we're, it feels like we are rediscovering the boat because we, uh, we spent so much time with Outremer over the past year and a half. And, uh, but at the same time, we finalized our options some time ago. And so we had a little kind of, period of like just watching pictures and stuff but but we kind of disconnected a little bit maybe and now we're like whoa we're rediscovering the boat and finding some some stuff like oh i did not realize there was like this and that and yeah. so we wanted to kind of uh give, give our first virtual i guess impressions of the real boat yeah, yeah. so this is what today's podcast is about is um now that we've seen it launched um, what are our first impressions of what we've seen and, um, you know, some things that were interesting surprises and, oh, okay, now I get it, you know. So, yeah, let's just launch in. So, first of all, we think um, Toby Hodges did a really good job from Yachting World uh, on the video he did. And if you're following the Ochamere 50 you you've probably already seen it. Um, yeah, but what struck you about that video? Oh, man, that video is like, to me because you see you know you, you you're like okay boat review and and people go at a boat show and they do a tour of the boat and and you get satisfied with like oh because you don't have anything else so it's like you know cool boat review but i really think like yachting world and toby hodges like came up with really a new concept and it's like a long format video of a proper boat review. Of like a 200 nautical miles over two days with anchoring, with different sea states, wind conditions. So a proper like cruising video and how you're going to sell the boat. And, and I think this is going to be the template for any future boat reviews nowadays. 
of course, the boat has to be exciting. <laughs> so it helps to have like yeah. a performance boat like Outremer. Uh, it might not be as fun on some other boats. Uh, but I think this is like a new format and, and that was really awesome to, yeah. to get a feel for. I mean, it truly was able to, to transcribe how it felt about this boat. Yeah, this what struck video. me is when he was like, oh, this might be the ultimate boat, you know, and... You, you could sense from him how the boat was sailing, which is the reason we change boats in the first place, right? Yeah, and I mean, and this guy, like, he has tested every single boat that, you know, like, and including his being on racing boats. And when you see him in this video, he's like a kid. He's like a kid enjoying himself. So it's like, you know, the he, he just cannot help himself. He's like... This is magic sailing. This is fun and sporty sailing. Yeah. This is active, engaging sailing. It's really, really, really good fun. What a way to have fun. Like, <laughs> feel the acceleration, feel the surfing. And so it's one thing when you're a newbie, but when you have a guy like him who's experienced, like, yeah. probably every sensation on, on sailboats, racing boats, and, and, and be like a kid, uh, it's just like, tells us like yeah. okay we made the right decision to sell our previous boat to take a year and a half transition period and then you know to makes to us feel like the waiting's going to be worth it right yeah, yeah and and it kind of validates you know why we decided to go in that direction so that was like really fun to watch video we watched it couple times yeah. because it's just like too much fun anyway enough about him so let's talk about what we saw that was uh super interesting yeah so what is like something that that struck you like you did not you know or realize at the time but it's just like was a reminder was there like something well i think the um yeah i mean the the experience but overall seeing everything like it seemed bigger than I thought it was going to be, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of the living space and, you know, with that many people on it and you could see, you know, how people would sit and gather and, and how the space would be used. Um, when we showed up at the factory before the boat was even out, they were still kind of designing the concept for it. They built up a mock-up of what the cockpit yeah. would be like and like in wood in wood you know so everything was sort of mocked up and you can kind of get a sense but um it's not really the same until you actually see a bunch of people in it no because you had tarps around yeah, tarps it's and wood and it's part of the you know yeah, the like, factory like so you get a sense of it and i think for for Tomer, it's very useful to see like how people moves and what's in the way like you know computer design is great but there is nothing like yeah. you know, real reality before finalizing everything so we we got that but I think it's, yeah, when you see people sitting in the cockpit, and, and then you have also this impression of, like, Outremer boat historically have been more on a performance-oriented, yeah. meaning, like, you know, smaller living space compared to... Spartan yeah, compared, the word I use. <laughs> compared to, like, production boats, you know? Yeah. But I remember when we stepped, even if we had seen all the videos of the Outremer 55, the first time we stepped on Cat Great Circle in La, in La Grande Motte, it was huge. We were like, what Whoa, the so heck? Big. I you know? know, so huge. And so from the feedback we got from uh, Magnus and Caroline, they were the owners for hall number one, and from watching the videos with people sitting at the table, and you realize, wow, this, this cockpit yeah. is big, the salon is big. And, yeah. and so I think that's something that we knew it would be bigger, 
based on the 55 and based what we felt on the 55 and based on, on the what we've seen. But I think we're going to be surprised. Yeah, and it seemed like more usable space. Like um, on our Sona 47, it was big, but there was a lot of wasted volume of space, even in the cockpit, you know, day to day, right? Like certainly you could fit a bunch of people too, but... Um, this seems like it, the space is more spread out and more usable and more livable, I guess is a good way to put it. So that was sort of my first. Well, I think the, the key thing that makes also these like is, is the opening between the, the yeah. salon. Oh, even, for sure. yeah. even if you have like a, a sliding window and bigger opening we had on the sauna now, and it's not as open as the 55, the bar, yeah. but when you see the angle, the views, you're like, oh, this is one big room. Right. And, and so that's one big living space. Yeah. The other thing is um, with regards to the helm, you know, so it has the canting helm that kind of goes down and, and up. You know, I was sort of still sort of stuck on having the dedicated helm like at the top that was covered. And seeing people inside the boat, you know, with the wheel canted in, I was like, oh, yes, of course. Why would I keep watch up above? Like, sure, mm-hmm. if we're doing a maneuver or, of course, you would do that or you're coming into an anchorage or you're coming into a marina, of course. But seeing the pictures of it down inside inside the cockpit, it was just I could visualize what that was going to be like and how that would be the primary place you would yeah keep watch and and now you have like basically five different positions on how you can steer the boat so you have the the swings pedestal you have four positions you have all the way out and you sit on the double right you sit on the couch when you want to be like sailing enjoying the boat you have the vertical position which the position you will use more for coming to a marina anchoring then you have like the all the way in. Uh, so if the weather is bad, you can enclose the cockpit in the tent and you can have like, you can steer and have visibility forward. And then you have a position in between like vertical and all the way in, which is kind of an intermediary position. And right. based on the first feedback is like a good one because it means you can use both the wheel inside the cockpit and if you have to go out you can also use it out so that's like four position on right there plus we have the extension the, right. uh, the, tiller, the tiller on yeah. the port side so it gives you a lot of like flexibility mm-hmm. and uh, so that's that's really cool yeah that was definitely kind of cool to see and even the internal nav station you know like um it's so forward and it's just really well positioned. You're, you're facing forward in our other boat. It was sort of like this weird, not really a nav station, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, it, I it, think you need to have a proper nav station inside the boat. I mean, that's kind of a, if you're, if I think you're planning on doing a lot of sailing. It's uh, definitely the, the most comfortable place on the boat. Cause you know, when you where we're sitting up and on one side, the motion of the boat, you feel it a lot. Yeah. And when you you come in the salon and you like you like the boat is obviously you're more in the middle, in the of, middle the boat of the boat. And so yeah. so it's 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 most the most comfortable. You have obviously very protected from the elements. 
you have that proper nav station where you really have like a big desk. You have a proper, a proper chair. chair, yeah. We're sitting on the couch it was before. kind of sideways and yeah. And, and you can really have a great visibility. So you have all your instruments. Uh, we're planning to put an ultra-wide monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll have really everything visible, just kind of like you're on a... And an airplane or like, you know, you're just like, you're comfortable and you yeah. have all the instruments. And if you need to act, just the cockpit is right there and, and you have all the controls being brought back to the cockpit so you can really ease something, dream a sail or something. So, so yeah, the, 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 cock, the nav station, I think, you know, at first it was weird. Like you, you do watch from inside the boat mentally, like you always feel shift, like, you know, yeah. you're outside, it's better. Some people but, might be used to that and just we're catching on now, but yeah, it was definitely cool. Yeah. And, and I think the, and, and we've sailed a few terms and now you realize, yeah, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I, uh, really appreciated and, and I obviously saw this when we were on the 51s and the 45 and, you know, even the 55s, the anchoring system is just simpler. Like you have access to everything better. Um, and I love the little, um, I guess it's, they took it from the gunboat or whatever, the little bridge in front of the uh, bowsprit. The, the trampoline, you mean? The tramp, the little trampoline extender thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you call that? Carolyn calls them the dolphin seats. I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's the the net or the trampoline kind of extends into a T. Um, but you can still a- really access, um, you know, the anchor. You can see the chain clearly. Um, you can operate the windlass um, visibly. We got the black trampoline. So you actually, it's better visibility. You can see better the chain going down. I think with the white one, we struggled. And they're bigger. Yeah, it's, the trampoline won't be maybe as comfortable and as bouncy, but you can see through much better. I don't know. I think it's the same. But, but yeah, we, we used to, you had to get on your knees. Like when you attached the bridle, it was in the it, anchor locker. Yeah. So you had to make sure that the bridle. In our old boat, yeah. You know, old boat, yeah, was out of the way when the chain goes out. Then you had to kind of bend over and, and, you know, in the anchor locker here, you're just standing on the net. You let the chain out. The bridle is right there. You hook it up. It comes out. You basically like standing all the time. You have great visibility. You're in contact with the person at the helm, you know, as opposed when you're down on your knees and the anchor locker trying to attach it, you know, you don't, you don't see each other anymore. So yeah, every time we anchored on the Outremer, it's just like, you just drop, drop the anchor, it, put the done. bridle, you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was always taking us like, you know, there was a little bit of work yeah. involved to not only anchor, but also to raise the anchor because you have to remove the bridle, you have to secure it so it's not in the way. And yeah. Yeah. So that's going to simplify that. So that's good. The other thing I liked that they did is they, um, and this is on the trampoline, is where they put the life raft. Um, they kept it in the front and I was always like, that is so ugly there, Mm -hmm. you know, looking like that, but they did like a little cover, which Mm -hmm. is actually really great. Um, not only because it hides it, um, it's not as ugly, um, but it protects it. From UVs and yeah. yeah. And so I really like that. They definitely added that really nice touch, I think. Yeah. The other thing that they did, because it was always an issue uh, with the the life raft being on the, the trampoline, in, you know, the, the way in bad sea state, yeah. the waves are hitting the life raft. And so far it was a system with uh, uh, straps. And I think there is like a, like a plastic base. And it's so, more caged in, you mean? Yeah, so so it was the system, and eventually, like it's never like it's secure, but it's it's moving. 
and so when you're in bad sea state you know it's never great but i think they they definitely focus on fixing that so now it's like a, a stainless steel um frame below it so we'll have to see exactly yeah, how it's how done but it, yeah it's uh yeah it's definitely uh any they improve that area uh-huh. so be curious to see uh, more of the details on that so let's talk about the galley because some of the videos are making comments that it's small and um having been on the sona 47 which had like the little island mm-hmm. area um i look at that and i mean for us it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like there's plenty of usable space to um, prepare food. And even the space beyond the window, like granted, if you're if you're if it's enclosed for some reason, you have the door shut, um, you know, there's there's plenty of space. But if it's open, you also have additional space to do like stuff. the bar, the bar. Section, yeah, yeah. Like so the bar becomes an island kind of in mm-hmm. a sense if you think of it that way you can prep your food yeah like, or, do, or if you have multiple people yeah exactly you, know, you can do that so um i don't have any issue with the galley at all in fact i think it's really very usable and and easy um i also i think the thing that also surprised me is actually how much storage there is. Yeah. I was concerned about the storage um, because on our 47, it had that kind of pantry in the island. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a pantry off to the side, like you as, go you down go the down, as you go down the stairs, yeah. um, which is bigger than what existed, I think, on the on the island. Uh, at least, I don't know. I mm-hmm. haven't done a measure for measure, but it looks bigger. There's more shelves for sure. And above the staircase, there is also another storage. So yeah, between the storage... Of what's below, like the, the yeah. galley, uh, and the shelves and everything is looks like clean and functional. Then you have that extra pantry plus that extra sh- closet shelves, whatever on top. Yeah, that feels like yeah plenty. And the other thing they've done is they put storage in in the floor uh, mm-hmm. in in the salon, um, which we were used to on the other boat too. So. Yeah. Uh, that's plenty. But I think what I was really surprised by was the storage in the owner's hole, the closets, I guess you would call them. So there's three major closets with, I mean, we didn't have, we had one little closet. It was like a small, I don't know, maybe a foot and a half wide closet mm-hmm. to hang stuff. And then there were a couple kind of um, cubbies mm-hmm. uh, in the master suite. Some drawers, like three drawers. Three mm-hmm. drawers, yeah. Um, and then maybe one little shelf that was suited, I suppose, for shoes or something like that. Um, but three major closets, basically, cabinets, um, offered, I think, some significant storage space that I was really surprised by. So, I mean, well, that plus below the so they lowered the bed to make it easier, right? To get, but below the bed, there's space, tons of space under there. This yeah. is huge. Yeah. Like, we were like, what the hell? Yeah. And then next to the bed, you have so many like cubbies, too. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I read a comment that between the Outremer 51 and the Outremer 52 they've added 600 liters of storage, so that would be like cockpit salon inside the house 
So that's a lot of space. Yeah. That's like 150 gallons, you know, of, of space. So obviously the idea is not to use all that space because it will weight the boat. But um, the beauty of it, if, if you have uh, many places to store stuff, then when you need something, you don't have to remove plenty of stuff. And, yeah. And so, but yeah, that this is kind of a definitely a surprise. And, and what we love, we saw that at the La Grande Motte virtual last year, is in the floor, under the floorboards. Like instead, if you want, if you really need all that extra space, um, you don't have to put the stuff directly in the bilge. In the bilge. Yeah, they, they have those containers. containers yeah. It's so smart. You need something, Super you just smart. take that that container. If it, the yeah. bilge gets wet, then nothing I love gets how wet. those guys think. Like, they're so practical about everything. Yeah. You know, like the, 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 the bins and the bilges and even the, you know, the coverings for the windows. Like, I love it when it's super dark you know, mm-hmm. in, in, when I sleep and, you know, it was a big thing on our boat, like having enough curtains to like darken everything. And these guys are like, Oh, we'll just cut out a thing to put in the window. I, I don't know. It looks like a, like a plastic or I don't know what, what it is like. I'm not sure what material, but yeah, it's very light. It's, it's plexi, cut, something. To, the exact it's cut shape. to the exact shape. And then you just put it in the window. And then if you take it off, you just plop it off and put it down in the, in the sleeve kind of next to the, mm. to the bed. It's like so practical. And it, it's just like little details yeah. and, but it's practical, it's functional. It's, it's like, it's, I guess it's been proven it's over like the years. It's like non-dramatic solutions to, you know, these, and, these types of problems. Yeah. yeah so and then, cool. you know, like the, they could, you know, because it's an extra cost, you have to add some stri- for like the, the bilge for, you know, but it's just like knowing that they yeah. add those little yeah, things. Yeah, because everybody need, wants to exactly. the extra space. Um, the other thing I'm super excited about is, which you don't see in the videos, is the My Free Space. So, um, in fact, we're going to post pictures of the pictures we got this week of our boat um, for the My Free Space option because we built a little like office storage slash fold down bed. Yeah. Um, yeah multi purpose. Hole number one has kind of, I would say, what, what would be a standard option in my free it's space. Just a bed. It's just a double cabin. Yeah. Like, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll actually post pictures on our Facebook page, Sailing Allen, um, and Instagram to show you kind of what ours looks like. But that is really cool too. And in the mm. pictures <clears throat> that we got, I was like, wow, that's actually really big. You know, mm. but if you think about a bed not being there, there's actually a lot of volume in that room that you can take advantage of. Yeah, because why well, it's like a, a bed that that uh, folds down. Yeah, fold, folds down and folds up. Yeah, yeah. so like, it's on the wall or it comes down right. if you need if you need it, and and if you want to sit on it for us, like yeah. a chair for the desk. And yeah. So yeah, it's it's really like a three three function in one. Yeah. And we feel for us, I mean, you can have a private space when you have like Zoom calls. I can have the tools there. So if you work on a project, you can, you yeah, can stay there. Access everything. Because yeah. they then, have this thing where um, it protects the desk 
it, it kind of is stored underneath the desk and you pull it out. It's like stainless steel or something like that. Or aluminum. Aluminum or something. Yeah. yeah. And you put it on top of the desk. So if you have to work on something, you're not going to ruin the desk, yeah. which is actually, again, super clever. So you can have all the tools there, like, you know, and then you can have all the uh, camera equipment as well. So like for plugging and stuff. So for podcast recording, we can set a microphone. So that would be like a little... Yeah, very useful. I mean, I think a room that we're going to use quite a bit. So yeah. That'll be nice. What else? Those are kind of the things that are top of mind for me of things that I really was like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. You know, they, I guess the other thing which was obvious in the video was um, you pull up the floorboards or you pull out the panels and you can, everything's accessible. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a mystery where things are, you know, um, and things are labeled and stuff. So, you know, as we kind of French and English, French and English. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Um, the first time with our boat, funny story. First time with our boat, I went crazy with the label maker mm-hmm. because I was like, I couldn't read anything. Everything was in French. And I was like, what is this? So I had to like go make my own labels. So what they did was cool. They labeled everything in English and in French. What else was, um, yeah, you- I think what I like to like on the Fontaine Peugeot, the tent to enclose the cockpit, is big yeah and and that's fine you know um but i always liked when i've seen the 51 the first time in montenegro it's like their tent because the the coach roof i don't know the it's very enclosed cockpit the 51 is more and the 52 they they try to keep that so it, one side is 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 totally enclosed and they have this seat that we haven't seen yet but you can move and and if you have pets if you have kids or you can move yeah. and totally block that a lot of things just to just expand on that before you go on is a lot of things people like about the 51 is it's it's enclosed safely so mm. the idea is nobody's going to fall off the boat in in big waves on the 47 i don't i don't know that they designed for that cuz it's more like way open um, floor plan. I was always afraid when you went to go to the bathroom off the back of the boat, you're going to fall off. Yeah. I mean, so, and it's a cat and, and yeah. you know, nobody's going to really fall off. But if you have, I think for some people kids, who have kids yeah. or if you have pets, it's much more protected. It's, it's yeah. definitely like a safety factor for us. It's not so critical, but what I like is because you have that, but at least with the 52, that was a major improvement in my opinion, because now you can step on one side of the boat and it's flush or there's just one little step. Uh-huh. And so you don't have to come out of the cockpit with like three or four stairs and go yeah, on the side it's deck. It's just one little step. So this is like nice, but they, they, so they kept some of that, but the tent is very, how can I say it's, it's, uh, the panels are not very high. They're manageable. They're manageable. The other panels it's on our It's easy to boat. roll yeah. because it's not like all the way from the coach roof down to the floor. Oh my God, the they were so hard. I couldn't, I couldn't roll them all up myself. It's like a two person job to roll up you the need panels. like long oh, really arms. Really long arms, yeah. And, and then we have to roll a lot. But, yeah. and so now it's like, I, it I don't know, I always manageable. like their tent because you can leave it there. You roll this. Roll know. it up, roll it down. Yeah. yeah it's, it's easy to manage. It's just little things, but. If if something is not practical in a boat, then you start not to be use it. yeah yeah start to be lazy about it, and and then it just becomes a pain. But yeah, and even if you want to take them completely off and store them, I don't know why you would do that because you can roll them up and just keep them. Um, yeah, that's you're not, not taking up extra space, you yeah. know. So that's all fine. The other thing um, that comes to mind is that little seating area um, in in the front, um, right outside of the main windows. 
Um, I thought that was going to be thinner, like smaller. Um, you know, the little lounge area in the, in the very front, uh, mm-hmm. before the trampoline. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually pretty good size. I think that's going to fit some good bean bags maybe or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There. So that's good. Yeah. Also, I think what's nice is so we have lithium batteries. They are stored in the salon with all the electronics. Uh, so everything is very easy to access and very accessible. And for all the water and stuff, you have like manifold with hot and cold. And so you can turn mm-hmm. on and off different things. So it's that's also very well designed and very kind of uh, logical. Like, okay, it's all inside mm-hmm. the boat. And yeah. And I mean, speaking of that and accessibility, um, the engine room seems really spacious. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on our Sona was pretty spacious too. Uh, oh, I think we can announce that uh, we're getting uh, different engines because they mentioned it in the in the video in the video in the yeah. world video. But um, well, why don't you announce it? Drum roll. So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. On one way, um, like when we'll you, see. You, you never want to be first. <laughs> um, but Outremer um, reached out to us and said, uh, "Would you be willing to?" Uh, put some nanny engines in in as the first Outremer 52 and, and so we talked to with Outremer and obviously we have a good relationship and we trust them and so our boat so number four is going to be um, basically a test boat for those nanny engines so um, the the nice thing is the um, um, well, there are a couple of different reasons why we were kind of interested to pursue this we always liked to have the um, uh, line cutters around um, the prop. Uh, we've seen, uh, we know a friend from a Sauna 47, they didn't have them. They wrapped there the line problems, around yeah. the prop. Then you go to your insurance, you go to Volvo, it says, sorry, yeah. and, you know, uh, that's not covered. So then you have to take the boat out, you know, that's that's additional cost and it stops your cruising season and you have to deal with all that. So it doesn't mean that the problem won't, won't happen if you have line cutters, but lo- those line cutters are like sharp. You can and still keep your, yeah. your, your warranty on the engines. Even and if you and it's very them. weird because with our front end Peugeot, we, we had Volvo engines and we installed line cutters and it seemed to be fine. I don't know. Like, yeah, it was always but sketchy. But with Outremer, like- Volvo uh, always told them like, no, he will waive the warranty. So we never understood the discrepancy between yeah. the two. But what we noticed is when we had issue with some water, you know, our engine very at the very very beginning there was a problem Bubble. with the o-ring wasn't installed properly on both engines and our sail drive took in water yeah, yeah, so the Volvo right away was like, oh, oh you have line, line cutters. cutters. And then, so there was some argument between uh, uh, Uchimara yeah. saying, hey, guys, we didn't touch the cell drive. We removed the prop, we put this, the line cutter, and that's it. Yeah. You know, so it's like totally BS. So they were always like um, kind of a pain in the butt about this. The other thing that Volvo has been a pain in the butt is, um, and we don't know the detail with Nanny, but you have to go with their um, certified 
maintenance, you know, folks to do the, um, the, uh, kind of the oil change. Like if you just want to do an oil change. And we've had a couple, not great experiences where. With in, Volvo people, like, yeah, you know, certified in weird people. countries, they want to charge you an arm and a leg. And, yeah. and so it's like, wait a minute, we don't need all that. We just need an oil change. So, so, so we like, so we'll have, um. And the that, MIDI stuff. I don't know if the MIDI box stuff ever got it. I think resolved. it's got resolved. We never had issues, but there was this electronic box that Volvo has had issues for some time um so anyway there are a couple things and so we were happy to switch they have um uh, the couple in french but i cannot remember the torque they are the the nanny engines have a, a lower rpm they have a more torque uh so they're willing to use the the uh, line cutters mm-hmm. um so we're happy about that um and obvious this is an obvious statement i think all of the boat manufacturers are looking for a broader supply chain um on the on the engine so we're not the Otomer isn't the only boat that's adopting nanny engines. Mm. Um, a lot of them are. Yeah. So we're kind of excited to see how this yeah. will work out. And we got an extension on the warranty. So that was yeah. also cool. So that, that'll be interesting. I hope because it'll be like on my, I hope when they do the test trial about, you know, because they have to figure out all this and, mm-hmm. and then they, they will start the production process. I think starting with hull number eight, once mm-hmm. they've gathered data. Uh, so I hope yeah. I can I can get on the boat and see like kind of what they're looking at, what they're testing, and that'll, that'll be very interesting. Well, and interesting. the hope is to not use the engines as much, right? So yeah. So that's the other <laughs> thing. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, so that's that's uh, one thing um, that yeah, we so, knew about but hadn't shared so far. Yeah. So I don't think uh, I don't know. I don't have any other thoughts that come to mind on anything else I wanted to share about first thoughts or observations on the boat no i think we've we've covered well i think we probably should have started with that but it's just the setting performance yeah i mean it's just like i was kind of i wrote down some numbers that toby was sharing but uh so they had the downwind jenniker it was 12 knots of true wind speed and he said they were basically they had been reaching no lower than 11 knots Yes. So with a downwind Jenniker. And it says like you get a puff going up from 12 to 17 knots true wind speed. And then the boat goes to like 15, 16 knots. So it's just like, yes, you, the you boat seems it. to like yeah. want to surf. Well, they've reached like doing the first sea trial. 26 knots or something? 24.6. 24, yeah. Just not even pushing the boat. So another data point was again with a downwind Jenniker. They were setting... Um, 12, uh, still 12 true, um, uh, not true in speed. They were at 110 true wind angle and they had a 65 degree apparent wind angle. They were trying to reach as high as possible with a downwind Jenniker, so not the optimum uh, angle for the downwind Jenniker, but uh, they were still sailing at nine and a half to 10 knots. Yeah. I mean, so you're like, those speeds are like, you clocking some miles yeah. over 24 hours asterisk disclaimer this isn't a racing boat we're not <laughs> trying to go fast we're just trying to get good average speed right? yeah and then uh, the a2 um so we have an a2 as well so they were setting a pretty deep angle so 165 degree true and they had about tw- uh, 13 true wind speed and they were sitting again at eight nine and a half knots yeah. i mean at 155 degree true downwind angle i mean it's just like you're sitting deep and you know and yeah. just good speed i mean we we're talking about like easily plus 50 percent you know yeah 
compared to like our previous boat and, yeah. and in cases that will be like twice or three yeah times. and just to feel the boat sail yeah. like to feel the responsiveness of it so. so super exciting um seeing the boat out and um yeah that's gonna be really cool to be able to see it actually go in the water yeah and, so and next will be our first impressions but like stepping on the boat and then yeah. there is Outremer. so we're heading to france um next week yeah um, so we're going over there, obviously, to see our boat, to see hull number one. Hull number two is also in the water now. And so, uh, obviously, do we want to step on those boats, on our boat. But um, there is also, so there is a Tremer week. We're taking the medical course we've mm-hmm. been wanting to take. Um, and um, and then there is the Outremer Cup, which is like three days of fun buoy racing with all kind of Outremer boats and so we hope we'll be on a it's Outremer not really racing it's like it's like eh, a little bit it, it well I mean it's always a race when there's two boats but it's not it's like racing for everybody you know who's Meaning. on a boat hmm? for everybody who's on a boat it's not like for racers it's like for everybody who's oh, there yeah, yeah yeah that's all I mean yeah yeah, yeah. everybody can participate yeah yeah Cool. Well, um, yeah, we'll, we're excited to share once we get on the boat and just wanted to give you guys a update on our first impressions and fair winds for now. Yeah. And after this episode, uh, we're going to uh, release a cool podcast that uh, we've uh, recorded uh, with Catherine Lawson from The Hunter and the Gatherer, like the book uh, they wrote. And so that will be a really cool story that... Uh, uh, because those guys are like big time adventurers, you know, long time cruisers. And so that'll be, uh, uh, we definitely enjoyed this podcast. And so we're excited to, uh, to share it after this one. Yeah. So as I said, fair winds for now. Bon bon. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now. Fair winds for now.